0: Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all
1: while strengthening your family. (laughs) And now we'd like to introduce your host.
0: She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Meg Brunson. Brunson. Hello and welcome to episode number 47 of the Familypreneur podcast. This episode is brought to you by my Facebook mentoring program. It's a big opportunity for entrepreneurs looking to make big things happen with Facebook. This is a 90-day program that will be customized precisely to fit your business needs. At the end of that three-month period, you're going to be equipped and confident to run Facebook ad campaigns that will increase your traffic, leads, and most importantly, generate more revenue for your business. Cha-ching! Due to the level of support I'm providing, this offer is limited and expected to sell out quickly, so act fast. Visit megbrunson.com slash mentor to see if you'd be a good fit. Today's guest is a highly sought after business coach. She transitioned to opening her own speakers agency and is the leading authority on assisting thriving purpose-driven entrepreneurs and how to monetize their message, make an impact, influence change, and inspire action in others. Her approach to speaking is unique and powerful, and she utilizes the psychology of connection to illustrate how you can unlock any audience's trust and rapport, which leaves them feeling better about themselves and challenged to adopt your new idea or perspective. Leaders are seeking her out to learn how to be more powerful in their influence. She's the CEO of Transformational Speakers Agency, an executive speaking coach, a TEDx speaking coach, and the creator of the Speakers Success Summit. She is also the mom to an amazing little boy that we are going to talk a lot about today. I can't wait to introduce you to Erin lohman Jack. Hey Erin, thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Gosh, me too. So let's jump right into things. Can you tell me a little bit about your business and then bring your family into it too?
1: Of course. So my name is Erin Limajek. I'm a Transformational Speakers Agency. I have been an executive speaking coach, a TEDx speaking coach, and a business coach for over seven years. I love, like what I get out of bed for is knowing that I can help change the world not with just my voice, but helping others learn to craft their message and create a movement with it. And of course, get paid very well to do that because you cannot be a lighthouse to the world if you can't keep your own lights on. I love that. So I've been doing that for a long time. I left social work. I went to school to be a therapist, actually. I went to school to be a marriage and family therapist. And in about 12 credits shy, I was in my clinicals and realized that I can't stand that people want to complain and not change. (laughs) So I was like, all right, how can I find clients that actually want to do the work? And so that's when I started my coaching practice and have been doing it ever since. And I just love it. And The great thing is like for you, I transitioned from just being business speaking coach into having kind of an agency and working with people because I started realizing that I needed to be more time at home. I was pregnant with my second child. I have a 10 year old little boy and now a three year old at the end of the month. And I needed more time at home with them. So that's really, truly what drives me is that I create all of this, and then I'm able to be at home with my kids. I can be school mom. I the school's right across the street, and now my son is do, following in my own footsteps and starting his own business. He's had a business for three years, and all of his money goes to charities, which makes me so proud. And you can't even imagine watching your son or your child sell stuff and build so much confidence in themselves and in what they're doing. And they speak so passionately about it. And we just got back from Europe where he raised 1200 euros to deliver to a, um, refugee center who had a place for women to learn to cook and to sew so they could have their own businesses. And he was so excited to be able to hand them money to help them learn their own businesses and be able to get out of the refugee center and build a life.
0: And that is what I initially learned about you. I, I saw the the videos and some pictures from Europe, and I instantly was like, "OMG, we! Ha- I have to talk to her and figure out what is going on in your house." So, can you tell me? Can you tell me how he's been doing this for three years? So, how did it look like three years ago? Like, whose idea was it? What did it look like?
1: Yeah. So he asked me one day, he said, this is so funny, the things that come out of kids' mouths, right? So he said, mom, you know, on SpongeBob, they're talking about discounts, right? And he goes, how, do you, how many people do you work with? And I was like, well, hundreds, thousands. And he goes, well, do you give discounts? I remember going, Well, yeah, sometimes I said, but let me, let's go back to when we took, I took you to Disneyland. Remember we went to Disneyland for an entire week. We, we spent all day, uh, the whole, a whole week in California and Legoland and SeaWorld and all of that. That takes a lot of money. And when mommy works with somebody, they give me money in exchange for what I do. And I said, so If I was to give discounts, it would be harder to pay for things and it would take longer to build for that. So what do you think, Dylan? And he's like, no more discounts. (laughs) (laughs) And so it started this process of, you know, him really wanting to change the world. And he really, I mean, he's always asking me to give money to charity. We see the homeless people. He's, you know, always asking for 20 bucks. And, And so I was like, well, here's one way that you could start being able to raise money yourself. And so it was awesome because there's this thing called the Act On Business Fair, Mm -hmm. and it's usually in different cities. And my girlfriend here runs it, and her child helps run, run it. And we sat down, and we started working on okay, what does it look like to buy something wholesale and sell it retail? And then when we started doing that, we started mapping it all out. I gave him $200 as a loan that he would pay back. And we just talked about the process. He'd pick items and figure out how much more he could raise them to and all these things. And what I remember the most was we we're making slime. And if you've ever as a parent made slime, it is so time consuming and difficult. So we're like getting in there and doing it. And in the middle of it, he goes, mom, this is a lot of work. I think we need to charge more. And I was like, now it's time to start talking about adding labor costs, you know? And so it was fun to watch him unfold the thought process behind it. And then I would just teach him what was the real things about business. And so we just got back from Europe and in that they have a, um, a youth initiative and the youth initiative, they take them aside and they say, okay, what do you want to grow as a business? And they made you come up with a plan. They made you come up with a PowerPoint presentation to present to all the women of global change. So there was like, I think it was like 15 kids. They all had a few minutes in front of the room, three to five minutes to pitch what they wanted to do. And so he was able to jump in there quickly and know exactly because he already knew what things would cost, how, how he'd want to do it, but the funny thing was he first said, "Um, I kind of want to have one of those Charlie Brown peanuts. Um, Psychiatrist, like right? Five cents. And I was like, okay, and how much do you want to charge? Well, five cents. And I said, okay, so how much do you want to raise for charity? And he's like, well, 5,000 or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so how many people would you have to see at paying you five cents for you to get that amount of money to then be able to give to charity. And he was like, Oh, we need to raise my prices. And so he, smallly, incrementally, and it was kind of painful to sit there to do it. But on this cruise, we sat down and mapped out, okay, at 25 cents, how many would it take? And at 50 cents. And then finally, he's like, I said, Do you want to know what the going rate for most healers and teachers and things is like? At least $100 an hour. And he's like, Okay. And so let's map out that. And so it was fun to, you know, be able to take these things that are real. I mean, this stuff should be taught in school. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, these are things that we all need to understand. Why we pay more when something comes from overseas. What, what, what is that, right? So it was really fun to watch him. And he has the best questions about business and just a total different perspective than us that have been doing it, right? So was slime his first business? His business is, uh, it's called the shop of dreams. And, uh, so he, he, you know, he has these booths every year there. I'm actually going to start a project. I just came up with it this week to do something similar to this. Like every Saturday I have these parents that want to send their kids to a business uh, class and teach them the things I've taught him. And then at the end have a like holiday bazaar kind of uh, trade show for them. And so that they get to then present their ideas and their, and their stuff and people can shop right before the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so they'll go from nothing to in, you know, making revenue and, and learning all of these things. So I'm really excited about that. I haven't even announced it out yet, but I'm this, I'm, I guess I just did. <laughs> <laughs> so does he, what does he sell at his store? At his shop? Um, so he, in the past, he sold things from slime to, um, we call them clouds. So they're uh, we like a lot of rainbows and unicorns in my in my household. I have purple unicorn slippers that I sometimes wear on stage. But he, we came up with the idea of taking rice we treats and putting fruity pebbles in them and mixing it all up, so they're pretty. And so he calls those clouds. He made um, he had fidget spinners for kids. He had uh, glow in the dark bubbles and every one of the names that he came up with was about being, you know, imaginary and dreamy and that kind of thing. And, uh, he, that first time at that event, he, I think he raised, uh, $800 and it went to my friends, uh, the beyond project nonprofit. And then where is he getting the stuff like the fidget spinners? Where do you get the fidget spinners? Yes. This goes back to you and I going to Celine Johnson. <laughs> well,
0: no, and and that's the thing is I know that I know there are ways. I'm just curious,
1: what approaches that you you talk. Yes. So, okay, after leaving Shalene Johnson's event last year or two years ago, this was two years ago, yeah. she talked about finding products that align with your business. So for me, it was, and this would be for you, a little tidbit here, those uh, ring lights, right? Mm-hmm. So I buy those ring lights for $2 online through Alibaba, wish.com or AliExpress there are three different sites you can find really inexpensive things. I buy them for like 2 $3, and I actually sell them from stage. I sell them at all my tables. I sell them off of my phone. I literally do not even have one right now. I just placed another order, and it takes like two to three weeks to get because it is coming from China. But I, I sell them for $25 off of my phone. Literally, people want it right off my phone, and so that's a huge margin. And they don't even care because after I sell them all out, I tell them all what I just did and I tell them how much it cost. But what people want is it's in front of them right then and there. So they want to buy it, right? They see it. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember to go look this up sometime and buy it when I can just pay you 25 bucks for it. Spends, keeps me the time that I didn't have to do that. So I, you know, so we started looking on there and that's where he found fidget spinners. We found some of the supplies for like the, the containers for the slime. We found containers, you know, for, uh, or, or pretty packaging for the, the unicorn clouds or whatever. And we, that's literally how we just started figuring it out. And then I would break it down. Okay. If we're paying for it. How much do you want to pay for it? You know, how much do you want to charge for it? And, and just really figuring out, okay, if we are making these unicorn clouds, you're going to need all of the rice krispies. You're going to need marshmallow fluff. You're going to, and we we would just look it up and price it out online and see where we could find it for the cheapest. And so he really learned how to find these things. The other thing, garage sales. Mm -hmm. So he, he just thinks it's fun to go look at people's stuff. This year, we went to this guy's house, and he actually was a friend of a Chinese distributor. They have those things, and I don't know what they're called, but they're like kind of airbeds that you open, and you like kind of grab the air and then tie them down, and they're like big cushions, like kind of like a blow-up couch or a blow-up chair. Yeah, it kind of looks like a banana or something. Yeah. And so he he the guy was selling them for... I think he was selling for $15 and he said, I'll take all of them if you give charge me only $10. So the guy sold him like 40 of them. And then he just started selling them on my Facebook. His dad helped him. He went to school and showed it to people at school. And he started selling them at school at, tra- at my husband's massage school. He is going to have them at the booth as well. Like these are the things that he has found that he can really turn around and turn it into 20 bucks. And people are excited about paying 20 bucks for it. And he's like, I just made 10 bucks. Right. Oh, that's so awesome. So is
0: he only selling them at the Acton Fairs or does he sell in between? I know you mentioned
1: your husband's massage school. Like where is he selling in between? Does he have a website? Yeah. We're working on a website. We're working on his podcast and we're working on his YouTube channel. So, um, what he eventually wants to do is start being a tester for a lot of toys and a lot of people. So he is, we're creating a plan right now for him to start gathering some of the things that he would like to play with and, and, and see what, 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 the deal is about, and then do videos and test them out and talk about them and, and, and kind of walk people through that. And so that's our next step of that. Cause he really wants to do more video with that. And I think it would be great. Um, and so it's, it's really fun to watch the ideas that come out of him, you know, cause that was all him. He's like, I see people on YouTube opening boxes of toys and stuff and they're, they're getting this stuff for a free mom. I want to do that. And I'm like, okay, let's figure that out. Right. So we're going to have him his own website. He has sold some stuff, um, through my Shopify account. Uh, he, most of the people that know me know that my son has his own business and does this. And so they always participate and they always help him out. So it's really great that I'm so well networked that everyone loves it. And he has a booth at my own three day events. And so he can come and sell there.
0: No, and I think that's awesome too. Take advantage of what you're doing. My seven-year-old just started her YouTube channel playing Roblox. It's very exciting. So there's like 30 to 40 minute videos of her playing video games. But I just put a little ad on my website. Whether people click or not, that's totally up to them. But like take advantage of what you have. Yes. (laughs) And I want to know, this is a question that I, I get asked it sometimes and then I feel it sometimes. I feel like with our kids, really trying to encourage their entrepreneurialism can take a lot of time when we already feel like we don't have a lot of time. So how do you set those boundaries? How do you balance encouraging his dreams, investing in his business ideas without going crazy, losing all your time?
1: Yeah. So one thing that we have established as a family, that one commitment that we all choose into, my daughter hasn't quite chosen. She's only three, but the commitment is we're always here to make each other's dreams come true. My husband just started, he just finished massage school last week and he's starting his own business. He's got the best business coach in the house. And I have to now balance three people's businesses in my time. Right. And so it is it is time blocking time out and spending one on one time with each of them. So when the kids go to bed, I'm right right now working on my husband's business. Where does he want to take it? Giving advice, helping him figure out where to get logos and all this stuff, right? Because I've done this and I've done it for so many people for so long. It's 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 second nature to me. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to my son, we also have to balance school and after school activities and all of that. And I just always ask him too, what's more important? going to soccer, playing soccer this year or creating more of a business. And he also too wants to have more of a YouTube playing video games. I know I bought Dan TDM's whole little setup. I got all everything. And I'm like, I got to put this all together. And I'm like, Oh, but at the same time, we all make a commitment that we are here to make each other's dreams come true. And, and I I did take him to see Dan TDM here in Seattle and I Mm -hmm. blindfolded him. I walked him all the way there with earbuds in, and turned, like did a Facebook live with him in front of the sign that said Dan TDM. And I'll never forget that the day that we were walking out and he had got signed copies and he got to meet him and shake his hand and got a video of it. And, and he said, he looked at me and said, mom, you just made my biggest dream come true. When you as a parent, you know, think, God, I could have been working today and I could have been doing all those other things. And there's so much, I could be making more money or whatever that next goal is. I have to remember what's most important. You know, I lost my dad at 10 and Mm. the most important things are, is time with them, quality time and, and experiences that they'll never forget. And so in that moment, I, it totally washed away from me that I had anything else to do in the world that day, because that day was about him. And if that was just only one time I can make one dream come true. It melted my heart and made me feel good about it. So it's going back to that why of why we do what we're doing. Because if we are just heads down grinding, grinding away at our business, we're not doing it for them anymore. Now it's like we're just doing it to do it because you got to get to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And to go, no, but the reason I'm doing all of this is so that I have more time with them and so that I can be class mom and so that I can help him build his business. And so all of those things, and then you go, okay, I can find time for it.
0: I love it. I love that answer. Does he ever answer you in a way that you kind of were hoping he wouldn't? Like, has he, do you know what I mean? Like when you say, would you rather play soccer or build my business? There's got to be times. I just feel like my kids can't be the only ones. There's got to be times where he's like, I want to play soccer. Like I'm, I'm, I don't want to do this business thing. Do you just let him have those choices?
1: Yeah. I, you know, like I said, I went to school to be a marriage and family therapist. I know so much about what drives our brains and what, you know, fuels us and all of those things, what motivates us. And for him to be able to make choices now, he is gaining the skills that are going to help him in, in the future. He's going to have to decide this. Do I go to this party with my friends tonight or do I work on my business? Do I take a job and work hard and do this on the side or do I? Do this, you know, full time. You're gonna have to make decisions like that. And so he's learning to discern what is feeding him. And I always say, whatever makes you happiest in this moment, do that first. Because after you do that, you're gonna have more motivation to do the things that you need to do. And so, and of course, there's gonna be things in your business you hate doing. I don't like Facebook ads, I don't like, you know, editing podcasts, I don't like some of these things. But I do it because of the end result, and so you right. teach them that you do it because of the end result. Oh, such a great answer! I feel like you can tell that you're talking to a coach when it's like not only
0: was it like a great answer to my question about how to parent my children when they make bad decisions or make decisions that are are not what I want them to make. I guess I should say. But like, as soon as you answered that, I was I instantly went to my own business. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, there's stuff I don't want to do all the time. But if I just get it
1: over with. And some days you could just go, you know what? I'm not going to do it today. I'm going to take the day off and I'm going to go play. Right. You can choose to go play. And then the next day you're like, oh my God, I feel so much better because I went and played yesterday. Today is time to get ready to get down to business. Now, your son donates all of
0: his profits to charity, right? Is there a reason he's not keeping any of it? Is he just not interested in that right now? Does he get an allowance? Like, Is, there, is he making any money for himself at all in any way?
1: No. And he has the choice. Like I said, I, I, he always said he wants to give all his money. Now, when we did this last thing, we were talking about him being, um, being able to give advice. And so we actually converted into he wants to be a healer right? And so a couple of the people that were there were healers. And I said, here's your thing. You need to go and ask them what they charge and how they do it and how much money it took for them to go to school for it and all these things. And they both came back with like a $3,000 Program kind of thing. And so I said, All right, Dylan, so the thing is, you need to have that money to be able to do that. And so he literally got up in front of the room and asked people to donate to him to so he could go to school for this healing stuff. And if anyone in the room had a healing school or could teach him some things, please donate your time to me. Like he just comes from a place of just of service. It's funny. I always knew he was going to be a philanthropist. Yeah. And I, ever since he's been a child, someone falls down, he walks over and says, Oh, and he tries to help them. And so I really do know, like truly in his heart, this is where he's happiest. But when we came down to like, you're going to have to think about, okay, what are your living expenses? When let's fast forward to being a grown up, right? You have rent to pay. You have to have a space to do your healing. You have all this stuff. And we mapped it out. And I go, and then he came up with, you know, $30,000 or whatever. And I was like, okay, so for you to make $30,000, this is the kind of lifestyle you would live. And then I said, so what do you think about that? And he's like, I think I need more. I'm like, okay, so how are the other ways that you can make in more money? And so we, you know, it's he's still learning that part of like pay yourself first and then be able to give from the excess. And so right now he's just, I mean, he pretty much has everything he needs. And I don't have him... I mean, he does chores because it's a part of being a responsible person in our family. He doesn't get paid for them. And he does know that other people get paid for chores. And so he, I've been waiting for him to even ask me to get paid for chores. He hasn't. Hmm. So I want to raise a child who is consciously aware and who is really thought-provoking about what they're doing. And, and so I just, I leave it to him. And because he's going to learn through this, like I said earlier about making choices, I'd rather them screw up and make bad choices while in my house where it's safety and there's a safety net and there's all these other things, so that he's not doing that when he's, you know, 21 and getting a DUI or something, right? So helping them make mistakes and allowing them to make mistakes is huge in the evolution of where we want them to be because we want them to be super independent and know how to handle those questions, handle distractions, handle these things in the future. And how are you choosing the causes that he donates to? He knows the people. Most of my friends, they know him. They love him. So he knows my friend, Rachel. She runs the Beyond Project. They do haircuts for the homeless. They do makeovers for women in shelters. And when they were going over to Syria last year, it was to bring haircut kits to the refugees so that they could learn a skill and have their own business. So when I explained to Dylan what all these prof- these charities do, he picks. And so I've been on, a, I've been on the board for many nonprofits. It's my, my old hat that I wear. So I'm connected with tons of nonprofits. But it's usually when I put something in front of him. Recently, he just saw Charity Water, a video about people drinking dirty water. And he's like, that is not okay. And he just saw another one about Pencils of Promise building schools. And so he's got a, he's, he is torn in sometimes which, where he wants to go. And then I said, okay, here's your options though. Here's the money you made. What do you want to do with it? And, you know, giving him those options to choose uh, is really great. And so, I mean, he was the one that said, I want to, you know, raise this money for the, 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 uh, the refugees. He's like, let's do a, a video, mom. And let's do a GoFundMe and let's put it out there. And so, of course, then he goes off to freaking camp and I'm like, oh my gosh, if he doesn't make his goal, he's going to be devastated. And I'm like, all right, mom has got to get busy. And then I'm asking people and reaching out to people and doing more Facebook posts. And even like the two days before we got there, we were in Rome and there was a lady like laying on the floor with just a cup in front of her. And he's like, mom, I want to give her money. And I'm like, okay. I'll give you them. I'll give you some money from the money you raised, and I gave it to him, and and he, and I took a picture of it. And I was like, "Have you donated yet to his charity?" Like he's already here giving on the streets. What are you doing, right? Like, and we raised enough. We were twenty dollars short by the time we got on the boat. The first night of the boat, he got up in front of everyone. And I said, "He's been doing this, and he's been raising all this money." And they're like, "He's only twenty dollars shy." Everyone stood up and handed him $20 bills. That's incredible. And so he overdid it. And then the next, when we got to the refugees, because that was like a four days later, we got to the center. I had the envelope in my pocket. And before he was to hand it off, I'm like, do you want to ask again? Because some of these people didn't realize what he was raising money for. I don't, I don't know where they were off on, but – he literally walked around with the envelope. Do you have more to give? Do you have more to give? Do you have more to give? Because he knows when you're in it and you see the people and you see what it's actually going for, people pay more money. Right. So he raised a, a, another 200 euros that day and was able to give them 1200 euros. And the lady was in tears. And I recorded the video. I wanted people to see how amazing he is and where the money went to. I want them to know he didn't just raise money because it's out there, right? And use mommy's social media to do right. so. That he actually did it. And everyone was so excited to see it and to see his face and to see the lady's face. It was worth it. So I have two
0: questions. I want to make sure I don't forget them. Number one is really basic. Do you know what the exchange rate is? Like how much is 1200
1: euros in American dollars? It's more about 15, 14 to 1500 Okay, US dollars. I knew somewhere, it around there. somewhere around there, but I just wanted to put it out there so that people know that it's still the
0: same, like that's, amazing. Right. And then the trip itself was tied to your friend's nonprofit. Is that correct? I feel like I've seen so many people who have gone overseas and actually gotten involved in those communities. And I don't have a clue where I would even go if I wanted to have that experience with my family.
1: Yeah. So the Women of Global Change Summit is something that they have uh, local, um, Chapters, not a lot. My girlfriend uh, is a part of the the charity. It's our, the 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 foundation, and I, they asked me to speak. So not only did I get to go over there, I got to speak and teach, and Dylan got to sit in the room. Like I love him sitting in the room and listening to other speakers, mm-hmm. listening, seeing me do this work, and seeing how much I make a difference is a huge deal. And so he's always sat in rooms with me. At like four years old, he even if he's playing on his iPad or whatever. He's still in the room hearing these things that people are saying. And so I got asked to speak and then they said, well, we have a youth initiative. It's only like $500 more if you would like to bring your son. And I was like, yes, if we're doing a service project, of course. So next year they're doing one in the Dominican Republic and we're going to be doing a day and a half service project. And the Women of Global Change, there's men and women in the room. There's a total part for the kids as well, like I said, initiative about learning confidence and they were learning communication skills and they were learning things about how to have more open conversations in their family. And and then, so they go off and do some things too. And then we're there doing some work and also it's a big conference and whatever. So things like that are really amazing. And so I think you can just find that in the Women of Global Change Summit, my friend Shelly. Um, Hunt actually puts it on. And so they do a big service project every year, but then there's also ones you could do locally. So we're going to start a chapter here and actually start to bring families together to do service projects here in our community. Oh, that is so wonderful. I can't wait
0: to look that organization up because I feel like that's one of those things that I'd love to explore doing. I'm always a little envious of the people who get to actually go and and make like in-person impact like you said, there's something about being in the presence of the impact that you're making. For sure. Now, where can our listeners learn more about you and about your son? I want to include him in this too. But I'm sure there's plenty of people who, like, I want to know when his YouTube channel launches so that we can get the kids watching each other and stuff like that. So tell me all of that good stuff. So
1: he is Dylan Awesome Jack, D-Y-L-O-N, Awesome Jack. His middle name is not awesome, but that is his <laughs> That is his sign. Uh, and his he already has like 50 subscribers. He's got a lot of videos out there. We have a communicator with the North Pole. He does that every year. He loves that. Uh, and he'll start his own podcast soon in the next couple months. Uh, you can find me on AaronLomanjeck.com. I also have the Transformational Speakers podcast, which I interviewed the amazing woman that we're here today with, um, Meg. And I I have, you know, most of the stuff I give, like if you see me on social media, I give. I just pour out value anything you want to get. And I, and I do, and I do kind of both interviews and just me speaking to the mic for podcasting to get as much value out there to people who want to share their message with the world, to build a business doing it. And yeah, I think that's pretty much all of my, my contacts. I cannot thank you
0: enough for taking the time to share Dylan's story with us and talk about how you're really fostering the, that entrepreneurial spirit in him. And I know you talked about his YouTubing and all the equipment. And I want to mention too, like my daughter doesn't have any of that cool equipment. If you watch her channel, she's sitting on the couch with one of my old laptops and my iPhone earbuds with a mic on it. And if you listen really carefully, you may hear me yelling at her sister in the background or the dog barking (laughs) or because this is real life. She's one of four kids and she's in the living room because
1: this is real
0: life. Like (laughs) That's what we have to work with. So a lot of this stuff doesn't require a big budget. The Alibaba stuff, the, the drop shipping, that's all really affordable. Like there's really affordable ways to implement a lot of these really cool projects. So I hope that our listeners got some really cool ideas. And I'll definitely link to everything we talked about in the show notes. And thank you so much for taking time to go over everything with of us. Of
1: course. Thank you
0: you'll find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode plus the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 47. Last week, I met Brendan Allen Barrett, a sales trainer and the host of The Business of Family and Selling, a podcast that unpacks sales leadership best practices family-first sellers can leverage to develop their sales talent and grow revenue while maintaining a healthy balance of work and family life. In that episode, we talk a lot about the sales process. So if sales isn't really your forte, because I'll be honest, it's not mine, and that comes out in the episode. But that's an episode that you'll definitely want to listen to. He has a lot of great tips and advice. Next week, we have another great episode in store for you. I'll meet with Donya Baumgardner. Donya is a coach, mama, and artist. She works primarily with creative entrepreneurs who want to do meaningful work and be awesome moms. They wanna get out from under the guilt and overwhelm and find a little space for themselves again, but it can feel impossible to balance all the pieces, right? Well, she brings her skills as a coach and a project manager to the table. Through her business, she offers one-on-one coaching to help her clients focus their time, attention, and energy so they can confidently pursue their passions, make a difference in the world, and be present and engaged moms. And those are precisely the tips that she's going to bring to us in next week's episode. So make sure that you subscribe to our podcast now so that you don't miss that episode. And have a really great week. I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye to next week.